ETL Echo presents Ardent Bonds by Music. The two women at the next table giggled and chattered at each other like a pair of mockingbirds, filling the small cafe with their shrieks. Hermione sighed. Her quiet afternoon tea, her daily ritual of calm after a long workday, wasn't going to relax her much with that duo going on about shoes, shopping, and shags. The least they could do, she thought, was keep their voices down. Surely the men under discussion would prefer not to have their foibles and preferences bantered about in public. Then again, she glanced at the women as one extra loud screech rang out over the clatter of cups and saucers behind the counter at the front of the cafe. Maybe they would. The two women were Pansy Parkinson and Astoria Greengrass, both from Slytherin House. And the fact that the sorting hat had never named arrogance and bragging as a Slytherin trait was clearly an oversight. Merlin's tits! shouted Pansy, her pug nose less puggish these days, after the attentions of a cosmetic healer, as Witch Weekly had gleefully reported. He's still trying that? I swear. He asked me for it at least a dozen times before I threatened to stuff a wand up his ass and see if he liked it. Hermione huffed and drank her tea quickly, even though it was a blend that really should be savored. She'd had just about enough of Draco Malfoy ex-girlfriend support society. The willowy blonde beside Pansy snorted with laughter and gestured with her cup, slapping tea onto the tablecloth. It's the truth. You were more patient than I was, though. I only let him ask for it twice before I told him it was never going to happen. He should count himself lucky I'd go down on him. Much less anything else, especially since he's got that habit of... Grabbing, grabbing your, your hair. hair! Both women chorused, laughing madly. Astoria leaned closer to Pansy. Did he ever try tying you to the headboard? Hermione froze, her eyes widening, and she cradled her teacup in both hands. She shouldn't be listening to this. Shouldn't be eavesdropping shouldn't be the slightest bit intrigued by the direction of the conversation. On the other hand, she told herself, this was very good tea, and maybe she'd have a second cup. She certainly didn't want to hear more about Draco's proclivities, or what sounded very much like a tendency towards dominance. She wasn't interested in that at all. It was the tea that kept her glued to her seat. She told herself that as firmly as she could. Pansy shrieked and nodded, slapping the table with her hand, her rings jangling. Yes, she hissed. I told him straight out I wouldn't do that sort of thing, or let him order me around. That's why I dropped him, you know. He wants some little thing to submit to his whims. He can find a mouse or a Hufflepuff. At least he was intelligent enough to never try that outside the bedroom. Hermione shifted in her chair with a wide stretch of her arms to cover the movement. She opened a book on the table and bent over it, looking through her fringe at the two Slytherins. Keep talking, she demanded in silence. Talk about Draco more. Talk about this. She gave up on pretending she didn't want to hear more. Gave up on the pretense that she wasn't interested. She wanted to hear everything. Wanted to know what Draco liked. It started to look as though they liked the same things. It was something she'd had no luck finding in her relationships. Not Ron, not Victor, not Cormac. Not one of the men she'd dated since school had been able to give her what she wanted. Not one had picked up on her hints, suggestions, or even her outright requests. Maybe it was wrong to think about this. Maybe it was horrible to even consider. But if Draco Malfoy liked to be dominant, she couldn't stop herself from picturing it. Picturing him. Astoria rolled her eyes. Tell me about it. I didn't mind at first. It was a little exciting, I'll admit. When he'd order me to keep my hands still, or demand that I... You know, that I touch myself for him. Pansy nodded, humming in agreement. And Astoria continued. But then he just got... Odd. On your knees, Astoria. Strip and wait for me, Astoria. 
Hermione sank her teeth into her bottom lip and wiggled on her chair. She replayed the statements in her head, replacing Astoria's name with her own. Draco's deep voice rolled through her mind. She could hear him giving her those orders, could picture his eyes going darker with each one. She had to fight not to breathe hard, but nothing could prevent her knickers from growing damp. Did he ever try to come on your face? Pansy asked, and Hermione stifled a groan. She bolted down her tea, grabbed her book, and left the cafe, her face flaming hot. She nearly ran home, to her flat over Slug and Jigger's apothecary in Diagon Alley. She tossed her book and the bag on the table in the kitchenette and dove into her bedroom. Hermione sprawled across her bed, skirt rucked up to her hips, and shoved her hand into her knickers. Eyes closed, she imagined Draco's voice in her ear, his breath on her cheek. His hands would rub her breasts, his fingers would roll and tug her nipples. Open your mouth, he'd tell her, and his cock would push between her lips. Hermione rubbed her clit hard, fingers circling around it. Her knickers stretched over her hand, her hips arched off the bed, and her face burned as she reached for orgasm. It was impossible, improper, inappropriate to even think about. But as soon as she pictured Draco with his hands locked in her hair and his semen dripping on her lips, she came with a scream that rattled her windows. She hurried through the corridors of the lower floors in the ministry, acknowledging colleagues with the briefest of greetings. Draco's office, with its solid oak door and gold nameplate, was tucked away in a corner, in the darkest corner. She silently blessed that. Fewer witnesses. She raised her hand to knock, her heart fluttering. What do you want, Miss Granger? Draco's voice sounded next to her ear, and Hermione gasped. She clutched her throat, trying to breathe, and looked around the corridor. She spotted a pale, round light hovering over the door, and determined Draco had put a watching spell of some kind on the entrance. I... I have a proposition for you she said, drawing on her courage to speak clearly and with purpose. She knew what she wanted. Leave a message with the department's receptionist, then, Draco said, his deep voice rumbling against her ear. She'll set up an appointment. Next week, most likely. I have a very full schedule. Good day. No, Hermione said. She shook her head and laid her hand against the door. No, Draco, this is a personal proposition. I insist on speaking with you right now. Personal? She closed her eyes and took a deep breath, leaning close to the door and lowering her voice. I overheard Parkinson and Greengrass talking at the cafe yesterday. Overheard them discussing some... preferences you have. I want to discuss those with you. I... Go away. Draco's words snapped, harsh and rough. Hermione took a step back, eyes widening at his tone, then lifted her chin and spoke directly to the hovering witchlight. I'm not leaving. A thought struck her and she nodded, thinking she understood why he wanted her to leave. The ministry codes of deportment insisted on a discreet conservative behavior. Having it bantered about that he liked to tie his girlfriend to a bed, not something he wanted to get to his supervisor, she imagined. I'm not here to talk about this in a bad way, Malfoy, she said, stomping her foot. But if you don't let me in, I'm going to keep talking and someone might walk by at any moment. Do you really want- The door swung open. Hermione scurried in and shut it behind her. Draco sat at his desk, his black suit and shirt making his skin and hair look like marble in moonlight. He looked at her, his gray eyes hooded. Whatever you're talking about, he said in a low voice. I'm going to deny it. She approached his desk and stopped when she saw his shoulders tense. No, you're not, she told him, speaking softly as if he were an animal she didn't want to frighten. I heard your ex-girlfriends. I heard everything they said. I know what they were talking about. I... 
she raised her chin and met his eyes. I can give you what they wouldn't, voluntarily, willingly, and happily. Draco stared at her, his hands folded together over his stomach. All of a sudden, he tipped his head back and laughed, laughed in a deep, rolling voice until his entire body shook with it. He wiped his eyes with the back of one hand and smiled wide. Some sort of prank, I assume. Well, thank you, Miss Granger. I needed a laugh before my next meeting. Not an appropriate topic for the work environment, perhaps, but I appreciate the effort. You may go now. Collect your winnings from whatever bet this was. She stomped her foot. This isn't a joke, Draco Malfoy. I heard them. You like to dominate your women. You like to give commands. I can give that to you. I want you to take it from me. You can leave my office and never mention this again. The muscle in Draco's cheek jumped as he ground his jaw. I am no longer amused. My safe word is textbook, she said, and Draco froze, his eyes locked on hers. I like to be restrained, spanked, and ordered. I will surrender total control of my body to you, allow you to use me however you please, and I will do it with a smile and a screaming orgasm. Several, as a matter of fact. Draco stared in silence for what felt like an hour, and Hermione felt her courage starting to slip. Maybe she'd misunderstood. Maybe she'd misjudged. She'd tried to remember if she'd heard Pansy and Astoria ever say his name, and her cheeks heated up as she realized they hadn't. She just assumed. She dropped her gaze and stared at the floor, her face hot. She couldn't believe she'd been so stupid. She put herself out there, told him something so personal and intimate, and she'd made a horrible mistake. Lost in scolding herself, she didn't hear the squeak of Draco's chair as he rose, or the creak of the floorboards as he neared her. She jumped when he touched her chin and lifted her face up into view. He examined her eyes, as if he were looking for truth in them. She thought he might speak but he remained silent. She opened her mouth. He shook his head. Draco grasped her shoulders and pushed her backwards, pushed her against the wall, never taking his eyes off hers. Hermione stifled a gasp when he pinned her in place with his hips. He moved slowly, still watching her face. He slid his hands down her arms, grasped her wrists, and pulled her arms up over her head. Hermione held still, heart racing as he positioned her. She suspected he was testing her, seeing if she was honest about the offer she'd made. Each brush of his fingers over her arms, and the pressure of his hips against her stomach only made her more willing. Draco crossed her wrists over her head and released her. Don't move, he murmured. Hermione sank her teeth into her lower lip as he dragged his hands down her sides. He gripped her skirt and pulled it up, and then nudged his leg between hers. Hermione spread her legs as his knee rose until it was pressed against her cunt. She whimpered and Draco's eyes flashed. They darkened as he looked over her. He smiled, slowly, and leaned in close. I won't be gentle, he told her, his breath stirring the small curls behind her ear. Hermione shuddered at the dark tones of his voice and felt her knickers grow moist. I won't give you a little adventure and a tiny pat on your bum. I will use you. I will treat you as my own personal source of pleasure. I will take you however I want, and you will thank me for it. I won't make love to you, Miss Granger. I will fuck you. Hermione moaned, unable to stop herself. She felt her cunt pulse as Draco's words made her body tremble. He made a sound deep in his throat and pulled away from her. His light gray trousers were dark at the knee, where he'd pressed against her damp knickers. Draco sat at his desk and looked at her. Hermione held her position, arms locked overhead, legs wide, skirt up to her hips. She knew if he gave her the command right that minute, 
She'd drop to her knees, crawl across the office, and suck his cock as he sat in his expensive leather chair. She knew that part of her wished he would. He took a deep breath, opened a drawer in his desk, pulled out a small card and flicked it across the room. It soared across the office, hit her in the stomach, and fell to the carpet. Tomorrow night, nine o'clock, my house self will be expecting you. Now go. Hermione steeled herself and knocked on the door outside of the townhouse. A house elf opened the door and bowed to her, long ears brushing the floor. Master Draco is saying Valley is to be letting Miss in. Valley stepped back into the entrance and shut the door behind Hermione. Miss is to be going in the study, she said, and gestured to a closed door. Master Draco will be joining her later. Valley bowed again and disappeared. Hermione raised her brows, then took a deep breath and walked into the room. The study was elegantly appointed in dark woods, with touches of blue and green. A large heavy desk sat between two tall windows, covered with thick drapes. A parchment was propped against an inkwell on top of the desk blotter. It had her name written on it in a spiked script. Hermione opened the note. Miss Granger, I have a social engagement and do not know for certain when I will return home. You will wait for me and follow these instructions first. If you find them onerous, leave now. Still here? Strip. Completely. There is a dressing gown on the chaise. You may wear it long enough to give your clothing to Veli. She will keep charge of it. She is permitted to give you any food and drink you request. But you may only ask one time. Once she has delivered your refreshments, she will be unavailable for the rest of the evening. After she leaves, you are to remove the dressing gown and remain nude for the remainder of your wait. Stay in the study. I will expect you to be waiting. If you are not, you will never have this chance again. D. Malfoy the grandfather clock in one corner of the room timed half ten before she heard Draco's voice in the hallway as he acknowledged the greetings of his house-elf. Hermione looked at the dressing gown she'd folded up and put on one corner of Draco's desk. She'd lounged naked on the chase without it, but now that Draco was just a door away, she wanted to wrap up in a thick green silk and hide her body. Hermione bit her lip and took a deep breath. Her heart fluttered against her ribs. The temptation to run over and snatch up the dressing gown was one she could fight. She would fight. Draco's note had instructed for her to wait for him, nude, and she wouldn't disobey an order that simple, not before the night had even begun. The door opened and Draco walked in. The sleeves of his black shirt rolled to his elbows. He walked past her without looking at her, and went to a tall cabinet at the far end of the study. The dark wood of it shone in the light of the oil lamps around the room, gleaming almost as bright as Draco's hair. His body blocked his actions, but Hermione heard glass clinking and liquid pouring. Draco carried a tumbler half full of gold liquor to his desk and took a seat. He hooked one finger in the knot of his silver and blue tie and pulled it loose, leaving the ends to dangle against his chest. He sipped his drink and set the glass down beside the folded dressing gown, then took up a quill. Hermione watched him silently, waiting for him to acknowledge her. He dipped the quill in a pewter ink pot and signed a parchment, then another and another. He took a drink and signed one more parchment. Hermione's patience broke. She cleared her throat. Draco, she said in a low tone. He signed the parchment, then drew his pocket watch and flipped it open. Five minutes, he said, his voice full of amusement, and then put the pocket watch off to the side. I wondered how long you would hold out. He put his quill into a holder and leaned back in his chair, cradling his glass in long fingers. He looked her over, free hand held up when she started to move. Don't, he told her. Stay there. I want to look at you. Hermione felt her heart speed up and she nodded. Draco's gaze was steady, 
she felt a blush starting and had to look away. The frank appreciation in his eyes was flattering, but she was worried about exposing herself like this, about showing her body so openly. She heard the clink as Draco set his glass down, and she looked through his lashes to see him still watching her. Her blush spread, moving down her chest, and she realized that despite her embarrassment, her nipples were tightening. In case no one has told you this in the recent past, Miss Granger, you have an exceptionally fantastic body. Draco's voice rumbled, and Hermione shivered, her nipples hardening even more. He hadn't told her not to speak, but she couldn't regardless. Her mouth was dry with anticipation. All through her weight, she'd been wondering how it would feel to submit to him, to give herself over to him. Now she knew the first inklings of the truth. It was glorious. Draco crooked one finger at her, then pointed at his desk. Here, Miss Granger. She swallowed hard and got up. The urge to cover her body had lessened as he watched her, and now it disappeared entirely. He didn't take his eyes off her as she crossed the room, and when she stood in front of him, between his chair and the heavy desk, their pale gray color had shifted to granite. He nodded, as if approving what he saw. He put the tips of his fingers on her hips and pushed gently. Sit, he said. Hermione sat on the edge of the desk, her thighs pressed together. Draco shook his head and clicked his tongue. He pressed on the insides of her knees. She didn't need further instructions. She wiggled back on the desk and spread her legs. Draco smiled and Hermione's heart raced with joy at pleasing him so soon. He leaned forward with his hands on her thighs. The warmth from his palms spread through her body. Hermione watched his eyes flicker as he looked at her, from her stiff nipples to her neatly trimmed curls at her cunt. Very lovely, he said. Thank you, she whispered, wanting to glow under his praise. She'd neatened, washed, and freshed every inch of her body in preparation for this. She intended that nothing would stop him from having anything he wanted from her. What would you like me to do for you, Draco? Be patient, he said with a smile, and make a decision. We can either fumble around and make at least one mistake, possibly one crucial enough to ruin the entire evening, or we can cut through all that in just a few moments. She blinked at him, confused. Draco stroked her thighs and left his hands resting on her knees. I have some skill in legitimacy. Will you allow me? If you focus on your preferences and your limits, I can make this go rather smoothly for both of us. She tensed, her hands clenched on the edge of the desk. The last time anyone had entered her thoughts, it had been painful and invasive. It had been Draco's Aunt Bellatrix. It had been one of the most terrifying experiences of her life. She chewed on her lip, mind racing. Draco stood and cupped her cheeks, lifting her face up. Miss Granger, he said quietly, his face solemn, with no hint of the demanding, domineering personality in his eyes. If you don't want me to do this, say so. You have freedom to refuse anything I demand this evening. I will use you as I please, but I will not push you past anything you can handle. I only intend to make this exciting for both of us. Will you trust me to do this? Hermione stared at him, trying to concentrate on his question, and not on the small flecks of blue in his eyes, or in the soft honey scent of the liquor on his breath, or the press of his fingers on her skin. She couldn't think with him so near, with his lean body between her knees, the fabric of his trousers brushing against her thighs. Her body made the decision for her, and his name emerged in a moan. Draco. At her nod, Draco's eyes went dark. He tipped her head back, looked into her eyes, and whispered, Legilimens. Hermione whimpered as he slid across her thoughts. Images and fantasies rushed through her mind, and heat flared in her body. 
Draco's fingers slipped back to twist in her hair as Hermione gave him every desire in her thoughts. After a minute, Draco groaned and closed his eyes, breaking the contact. He tightened his grip in her hair and pulled her head back. Hermione gripped the edge of the desk as Draco kissed her. There was nothing chaste or hesitant about it. His mouth fastened on hers. His lips claimed hers. She opened for him immediately and brushed her tongue against his. One of Draco's hands slipped from her hair and dragged down her throat to settle over her heart. Hermione moaned in the kiss and arched her back, trying to push her breasts up against his palm. Draco sank his teeth into her lip and pulled hard as he dropped his hand to slap her thigh. Hermione jerked, groaning, and Draco laughed. The dark sound of it rolled through Hermione's blood. No, he said. Behave, Miss Granger. She trembled at the soft command and nodded. The slight sting of pain, the order to behave. He'd found everything in her mind, it seemed, and she was halfway to orgasm already. Distracted by her thoughts, she didn't notice that Draco had moved his hands until she felt his fingers on her nipples. She gasped when he pinched them, but he didn't release her. He squeezed harder. Hermione let out a shaky breath as Draco's fingers tensed. Pain transformed to pleasure and she writhed, moaning. Perfect, he told her, and she wriggled at his praise. He released her nipples and she cried out as blood rushed into them. Draco tugged her off the desk and around to face the side of it, then pushed between her shoulders. Down. Hermione moaned and sank onto the desk. Her face was only inches from a small puddle on the polished wood, and she thought it was from Draco's glass until she took a breath. Salt. Musk. Her face flared hot as she realized the puddle had come from her, dripping from her cunt. Draco stood behind her, his hands roaming her back. He dragged one finger down the split between her cheeks. Hold yourself open, he told her. Hermione's eyes snapped wide. Draco slapped her ass hard and her knees buckled. The desk was a welcome support as the sting of his hand burned into her. She exhaled and reached back. One hand gripped each cheek and she pulled gently, separating them and displaying her body to Draco. The open, vulnerable position made her blush deep into a dark burgundy. But Draco's stuttered groan made her heart pound with pride. Wider, he said, his voice rough. Wider, as far as you can. Hermione scraped her lower lip between her teeth, feeling a sore place where Draco had bit her. She pulled her buttocks wide and pushed up on her toes to put her ass on better display. Draco groaned again. His hand slipped between her legs, and he slid two fingers into her cunt. Hermione couldn't feel the slightest bit of shame at how easily he slipped into her, especially when he made a quiet, satisfied noise. You're very wet for me, he said, approval clear in his tone. Each word made her heart pound, and she pushed onto his hand. Draco let her rock on his fingers for a moment, then drew free of her, slicking moisture up the cleft of her body. He probed at her anus, one finger just slipping into her. Hermione took a shuddering breath as he pulled away from her. While she was no stranger to anal sex, it had been a while. She realized from Draco's small touch that she craved it. Draco, she whispered. Patience. Hermione keened softly her body trembling at the command in his tone. Draco tapped her hands, ordering her to release her grip, and took her wrists. He leaned over her and held her hands down by her shoulders. His trousers were soft against her ass, and she could feel his stiff cock pressing through the fabric. She rubbed against him, wondering how his cock looked, how it tasted, how it would feel buried deep in her cunt, or in her ass. Don't move your hands, Draco said. Hermione shivered as he kissed her spine following the length of it down her back. 
She closed her eyes, sinking into pleasure. She heard the rustle of fabric, then the soft clink of metal. She determined, with a thrill of excitement, that Draco had removed his belt. She took a deep breath, readying herself for the pain to come. Leather whistled through the air, and Hermione shrieked as the belt slapped across her ass. She danced on her toes as blow after blow fell. Draco varied his speed, switched up the intervals between swings, and Hermione couldn't guess when the next strike would hit. Her ass burned, new flames bursting into life with each stroke. Hermione ground her hips against the desk, desperate for friction, pressure, anything against her clit. Draco paused and his hand slapped on her ass. Hermione screamed at the change of sensation, and Draco gave a dark laugh. Hot, he said. He drove his fingers into her cunt, pumping them in her. She knew his hand would be soaked instantly, as wet as her thighs from the juices dripping out of her. Hermione struggled for air, so close to coming that she could barely breathe. She wriggled on his hand. He stopped, his fingers still inside her. Hermione howled with frustration and Draco leaned over her, his hand on the desk beside her face. She stared at the length of belt wrapped around his fist, and impulse drove her to tip her head and kiss the leather. Draco growled softly. The buttons of his shirt pressed into her spine, and the tails of his tie were cold against her back. He nipped the curve of her ear. Do you want to come, Miss Granger? Hermione sobbed. Yes, yes, please, Draco. Please let me come. Please make me come. His voice filled her ears with deep satisfaction. Will you return to me tomorrow night? Yes, Draco, please. Good. Draco shifted, his lips brushing the small of her back. Then you've earned a reward. He settled his hand on her spine, the leather belt resting against her heated ass, and he pumped his fingers in her cunt. He twisted inside her and brushed against a spot that made her yelp. She bucked, the weight of his hand holding her in place. Draco stroked her again. Again. Once more. The universe exploded behind her eyes. Hermione drove her hips against the desk and screamed. Her cunt pulsed, gripping and clenching on Draco's fingers. Her body quivered as orgasm ripped through her, stealing everything from her beyond the shriek of his name. When she collapsed, panting and sweating, her mind was blank of anything except a pleasure that sank into her marrow. She groaned in exhaustion. Her eyes closed. Draco settled the dressing gown over her and pressed a kiss to her hair. You did very well tonight, Miss Granger. I'm well pleased and satisfied that we can do even better. Veli will be in soon with your clothing. Come back tomorrow. He kissed her cheek and murmured against her ear. Be ready for anything I choose. Hermione, are you quite certain you're feeling all right? Hermione looked up from her salad, fork dangling from her fingers. Every muscle felt loose, her entire body languid. She straightened up in her chair and stifled a noise as her ass stung. Every muscle except those. Draco's belt had left red welts in her flesh, and every time she moved, she was reminded of what she'd done the night before. Thinking about it made her heart race, and she had to force her attention back to her lunch companion. Laura madly worked with her in the ministry, and was watching her with concern in her dark eyes. Hmm? Oh, yes, yes, I'm fine. She put her fork down on her plate. The ring of metal against China reminded her of the sound of Draco's belt had made as he unbuckled it. And Hermione squirmed. The motion made her ass burn again, and she yelped. As Laura stared at her, she covered her face with both hands and groaned. No, no, I'm not fine. She slapped her hands on the table. Have you ever done something that you know you shouldn't have done, but you wanted it so much that even though it was bound to be a bad idea, you did it regardless? Laura eyed her, water glass held in midair. 
Only the slice of lemon in it moved for a moment. Then Laura blinked and shook her head. That made no sense at all, Hermione. Which leads me to think it's something to do with the one area you've always had trouble with since I've known you. She sipped her water, set the glass down, and leaned back in her chair. She looked at Hermione for a few seconds. Her face brightened as she grinned. What's his name? Hermione sputtered and shook her head. She knew her face was bright crimson, and she wanted to run from the restaurant. That would only confirm what Laura already suspected. And if she was going to do that, she might as well sit comfortably. At least, as comfortably as she could be with Draco's welts still stinging her ass. No names, she said, wrapping both hands around her teacup. But, um, but yes, it's a man. I, I, I... She closed her eyes and tried not to think about the heat of Draco's breath on her ear as he growled his orders to her. I did something last night that I've wanted to do for a very long time, and now I think I shouldn't have. Laura twisted her bracelet around her wrist as she watched Hermione. Were you drunk? Hermione shook her head. No. Is he half your age? No. Twice it? No. Is he married, engaged, or otherwise involved with someone else? No. Then what's the problem? Hermione blinked. Well, uh, it's just that... That he's Draco Malfoy, and I'm Hermione Granger. And I'd never live it down if my friends knew that I wanted the pointiest, blondest, pure blood in England to fuck me unconscious. Was he good? Hermione couldn't stop herself at that question. She smiled, slow and deep and satisfied. Laura whistled. Damn, Hermione, any man who puts that expression on your face is not a man you shouldn't have done. No, he is obviously a man you should do. Often. Go forth, get laid, and keep smiling like that. Hermione pushed open the door to the study and tried not to fidget as she waited for Draco to acknowledge her. Every time she shifted, the fabric of her knickers rubbed against the welts on her ass. She picked the softest pair she'd owned, along with the lightest skirt in her wardrobe. A breezy thing made of chiffon that Luna had brought for her one Christmas. And even that was painful. Amazing, arousing, and painful. She twisted her hands together and watched as Draco worked at his desk. He had rolled up his sleeves again, and she could see the muscles of his forearms moving as he wrote. The brand on his left arm had faded years before, along with his antagonism and prejudices. He'd become a respected director in the ministry, and had worked for the position. Secretarial gossip said he was pleasant to work for, but had a firm hand. Hermione tensed her buttocks and felt the sting across them. He certainly did. She hoped he'd use that firm hand on her again, spanking her ass or her thighs, pumping into her cunt. Pinching her nipples? She moaned. The scratch of Draco's quill stopped, and he looked at her. Hello, Miss Granger. Come here. She didn't run, but it was a near thing. Draco pointed to the floor beside his chair. Kneel. Hermione shivered as the order seared through her blood. She dropped to her knees, ignoring the pain in her ass as she settled onto her heels, with her skirt puddled around her. Draco spun his chair to face her. Hermione bit her lip. His cock was out of his trousers, half hard already. He stroked the length of it, then held it up. The head pointed at her face. Suck. Hermione quaked. If she hadn't been on her knees, she knew she'd have fallen to them. She licked her lips and leaned forward as she pulled her hair back. Draco's fingers met hers, and he pushed her hand away. He took a fistful of her hair and pulled her head to his cock. He rubbed the head of it on her cheeks, smearing pre-cum across her face. Hermione moaned again her mouth opening wide, and Draco shoved his cock into her. She struggled as he pushed all the way to her throat. 
her tongue pinned in place by the weight of his shaft. She hadn't expected him to go that deep so quickly, and for a moment she forgot to breathe. She looked up at him, and the pleasure in his eyes calmed her. She took a slow breath through her nose and relaxed her jaw. Draco smiled. Very good. Now suck, Miss Granger. Make me come. Hermione's groan was muffled by the thick cock in her mouth, and she knew her eyes were shining. This was something she loved to do. Draco's grip in her hair relaxed, allowing her some movement. She drew her head back, her lips tight around his shaft, until she stopped by the flared head. She flicked the point of her tongue against the frenulum and wriggled happily when Draco gave a soft hiss. She wondered if he would be vocal when it was his turn to race to orgasm. As she sucked his cock, she learned that he was. Draco guided her through short demands. Tongue here, hands there. And rewarded her efforts with quiet mutters and hisses of pleasure. She felt the shaft throbbing between her lips, and looked up through her lashes to see his head tipped back. Mouth open, throat taut. He looked glorious. She sank onto his cock until fine pale curls tickled her lips, and the fabric of his trousers scraped her cheeks. She hummed. Draco swore and jerked her back by her hair. His free hand wrapped around his cock, and he pumped his fist on it, the head almost purple with blood. Three strokes, and he groaned. Hermione startled as the first pulse of cum hit her cheek, then she opened her mouth and stuck out her tongue. Even in the grip of orgasm, Draco was careful to avoid her eyes, but he coated her face from cheek to chin. Muscles tensing in his arm, he pumped harder and spilled the final drops across the tops of her breasts. He finished with a long groan and slumped in his chair, his fingers loose in her curls. Hermione licked his cum from her lips and dipped her head to lick his cock clean. Draco patted her head with a weak motion and sat up once his breathing slowed. He pushed his chair back and stood. Hermione's face itched with his semen drying on her skin, but he hadn't said she could wipe it off. She nodded her hands in her skirt, thinking she might scrub her cheeks with the hem when Draco turned his back. But after tucking his cock away and fastening his trousers, he sat again and stared at her. You look good like this, he said. His eyes were dark again, and the desire in them made her quiver. She forgot the welts on her ass and the cum on her cheeks as she lost herself in his eyes. Thank you, she whispered. Draco nodded, as if he'd been waiting for that, and drew his wand. He pulled off his tie and transfigured it into a flannel, then cast a quick charm over it. Hermione blinked as he leaned forward and wiped the flannel across her face. It was warm and damp, and she closed her eyes, humming in pleasure as he cleaned her skin. That's one, he murmured when he'd finished. He set the flannel aside and pulled her to her feet. Two more to take. Hermione bit her lip, her legs shaking with anticipation. More could mean that he didn't plan to stop at that orgasm, but take implied her. Her mouth was one. Her cunt and ass were two more. She hoped. She desperately hoped. Feeling bold, she spread her hands across his chest and looked up at him. What else do you plan to do with me tonight? She asked, aiming for sultry and seductive. Draco smiled, deep creases forming beside his mouth, and lifted his brows. He dropped both hands to her ass and dug his fingers into her cheeks. The fabric of her skirt bunched in his palms and rubbed against the welts. Hermione whimpered, clutching at Draco's shoulders. He squeezed her buttocks. Unfortunately, Miss Granger, I have a very early meeting, so what I plan to do with you is send you home. She started to protest, and Draco kissed her, blocking her words with his mouth. She gripped his shirt as he swept his tongue over hers. Draco pulled her close and ground his hips against her. When he released her, she staggered. Go home, Miss Granger, 
Draco said. Go home and masturbate. Think about me. Touching you. Taking you. He lifted her chin on the edge of his hand and smiled again. Hermione shivered at the possessive curl of his lips. Think about me. Fucking you. And bring yourself up to the very edge. Then stop. You are not allowed to come. He leaned in close and nipped her ear. Your next orgasm belongs to me. The memo flew into her office an hour after lunch. Miss Granger, if you have time available today, I have a personal proposition to discuss with you. I believe you will find it rather exciting. D. Malfoy. Hermione checked her appointment book immediately. She was clear until the department meeting at four. With her heart racing, she went to Draco's office. You wanted to see me, Mr. Malfoy? She asked, the witch light hovering just outside his door. Draco opened the door, looked down the empty corridor, then grabbed her arm and jerked her into the office. He pushed the door shut and shoved her up against it. Did you follow my order, Miss Granger? He dipped his head and nuzzled her neck just below her ear. Or did you disobey me? Did you come last night? Hermione whimpered at the feel of his lips on her throat. No, she said, fighting to keep her voice steady. No, I obeyed you, I swear. I wanted to come, but I didn't. I stopped. I didn't come, Draco. I'll need to check. He gripped her skirt and yanked it up to her hips. He pushed one hand between her thighs and molded her knickers against her. She gasped and squirmed. Draco! He laughed. He bit the side of her neck and raised his head to look at her. Oh, dear me, he drawled, his fingers rubbing on her knickers. I wouldn't be able to tell that from this, would I? He brought his hand up and licked his fingers. Warm, he murmured. He kept his eyes locked on her and pushed his hand between her legs again. He pulled the elastic of her knickers away from her body. His fingers probed her and slipped into her cunt. Hermione yelped and wriggled. Wet. Draco drew his hand out and pushed his fingers into her mouth. Hermione moaned and licked her juices from his skin. Draco smiled, his gray eyes darkening with every swipe of her tongue. Once she'd finished, Draco put his hands on the wall on either side of her shoulders and looked her over. Unfasten your blouse, he said. Open it up. Show your breasts. Hermione's fingers trembled as she rushed to obey him. There was an anxiety in the race of her heart as he asked her to expose herself in a public location. But he'd looked into her thoughts the first night. He had to know she didn't find humiliation erotic. She would have to give him some trust here. As long as his office door remained closed and they stayed alone. She watched his face as she pulled her blouse out of the waistband of her skirt and spread it open for him. Draco's eyes filled with arousal when she cupped her breasts through her red lacy bra. I can't take this off, she murmured. Not without taking off my shirt. Draco nodded. That's enough for now. Take off your knickers and give them to me. Hermione's eyes widened. She didn't know if he planned to keep them, but she found that a small part of her hoped he would. It made her wet to think of her knickers in his desk, reminding him of her every time he opened the drawer. She slipped her hands under the rucked-up skirt and pushed her knickers down as fast as she could reach, then wriggled to drop them to her ankles. She kicked one leg up and pulled the red thong off. Draco made an approving sound deep in his throat as she held the thong up. Wear those for me, did you? Hermione nodded and Draco growled. He took the knickers from her and held them to his nose for a deep inhale. His eyes rolled back as his lashes fluttered. He shoved the thong into his pocket, then bent to nip at her throat. Lovely. Hermione watched him move to the side of the office, unfastening his tie, and take a seat on the leather sofa. 
He stretched one arm across the back and stretched his legs out. Draco dangled the tie off one finger and raised a brow. Come here, Miss Granger. Her skirt dropped back into place as she pushed away from the door. Then Draco looked disappointed for a moment, but it faded when Hermione grabbed the sides of her skirt and pulled it back to her hips. He smiled deeply and nodded as she stood between his knees, her feet wide apart. He leaned forward and slipped his fingers into her cunt with his thumb rubbing on her clit. Hermione grabbed for her shoulders, trying not to shriek as pleasure spiked through her. Draco didn't let her enjoy his touch for long. He caught her hands and pulled her wrists together. In seconds, he'd wrapped his tie around them, binding her hands. Hermione twisted, testing the knot automatically. It was strong and the silk tie stronger. She knew she couldn't release her arms on her own without a struggle or spell. Heart racing, she glanced at the door and back to Draco. He watched her silently, raising a brow when she met his eyes. Surely you're not going to use your safe word over this, Miss Granger. She shook her head before her whirling thoughts had focused. His position, his darkened eyes, and the hot throb of her cunt overruled her brain. She'd brought herself to the edge of orgasm six times the night before, fantasizing about Draco's hands on her body. She'd forced herself to stop only with the reminder that Draco would give her what she craved. Now he was there, in front of her. His trousers tended with his erection, and his desire was for her. Hermione laced her fingers together and held them low, aware the position would push her breasts into prominence. She met Draco's eyes again. No, I don't need it. Not if the door stays shut. Draco smiled. Miss Granger, trust me. This view is for me alone. He tugged her into his lap and positioned her across his legs, with her head on the arm of the sofa. Draco pushed her shirt away from her breasts and ran one finger along the cups of her bra. He reached beneath her and flicked open the single hook, then pushed the bra up her chest. He rubbed her nipples, already hard and aching. Hermione keened when he grabbed one and pinched it hard. Her hips bucked as he held on tight, and she felt her cunt throb. Draco alternated sides, pinching and pulling her nipples until both were red and swollen. Though, if I did put you on display, he said as he dragged his fingers over her breasts, you would be glorious. I'd be the envy of every man in England. They'd all be jealous as hell that I've done this to you, that you've given yourself to me. There's nothing I enjoy more than having what no one else can. You're mine now, Miss Granger. Hermione moaned. The possessive tones of Draco's voice made her cunt drip. Yes, she hissed, tipping her head back. Yes, yours, yours, Draco. She'd never agree to being displayed in reality. But the fantasy of it, while she was sprawled half-naked across Draco's lap and on display for him, excited her. He pulled her skirt up to her waist and pushed her legs apart. He settled his hand on the curls between her thighs, fingers resting on her labia. How do you play with yourself? He asked, looking at her. What do you do? Hermione blinked, startled out of the reverie of picturing herself in this position, imagining what he could see. I, um, I, I just do? Nothing special about it. Draco clucked his tongue and pushed the tip of one finger into her folds, just brushing the rim of her opening. Nothing else, but Hermione felt her cunt pulse. I don't believe that, he said. Everyone has their own little ways of wanking. Do you run a warm bath and slick your hands up with scented oils? Do you stretch out on your bed naked, with the moonlight caressing your breasts? Do you stay dressed 
and shove your hand down your knickers. He pushed another finger in and spread them apart, opening her body. Do you bite your lip so your neighbours can't hear you moaning? Or do you throw all the windows open and let the world hear you scream? He seemed more interested in watching her reactions than in gaining answers. And Hermione shut her eyes to listen. Hermione arched her back and raised her arms over her head, letting her bound hands dangle over the side of the sofa. Draco's voice was low and rumbling, almost hypnotic, and she wanted it to carry her off. She stretched, her hips lifting and pressing into Draco's hand. He slipped his free hand under her ass, fingers pressing into one of the half-heeled welts. Hold, he said. Hermione pressed her heels and head into the sofa and tensed, holding her position. Draco unfastened his trousers, and when he pushed her hips down, his cock rose between her thighs. He closed her legs around it and pulled her hands down. The tips of her fingers rested on the head of his cock, nestled between her labia with the thick ridge rubbing her clit. Draco rocked his hips, just a fraction, and Hermione moaned as heat flared through her at the feel. Do you only use your hands? he asked, returning to his questions. Or do you have any toys? Have yourself a nice, thick dildo to push into your cunt? Shove it in and slip it out. Get it soaked. Do you fuck yourself with it, Miss Granger? Yes, she said, groaning as Draco rocked his hips again. She twitched her fingers at the head of his cock, sticky with drops of precum. I did, last night. I fucked myself with it, with my toy. And I thought about you. I wanted to come. I wanted everyone in Diagon Alley to hear me screaming your name. She wriggled her hips, trying to angle their position so Draco's cock could slip into her. Draco laughed and slapped her thigh. No, he said. Behave yourself. You can't have that yet. Please, she said. She ground her ass on his thighs, the welts stinging. Please, Draco, I want to come. I imagine you do. Draco sounded insufferably pleased, and he laughed again when Hermione drummed her heels on the sofa in frustration. Please, Draco! No, not yet. He unknotted the tie from her wrists and moved her off his lap. She sat up beside him, watching wide-eyed in dismay as he straightened his clothes, though the erection obvious through his trousers pleased her. She wasn't the only one who hadn't come. Her entire body throbbed with the want for it, and she pressed her thighs together to stop from shoving her fingers into her cunt. Draco gestured at her open shirt. Get dressed, go back to work. Do not attempt to sneak an orgasm. You will wait for my permission. The order made her want to scream, even as it made her wetter. Being forced to wait on his pleasure sent her arousal soaring. Hermione tried not to whimper and whinge as she fixed her clothes. Her nipples ached. Her cunt ached. She wanted to drop to her knees and suck Draco's cock until he was so hard he'd need to fuck her. She stopped at the door and turned to look at Draco. Want and lust turned his eyes dark as a storm. Hermione scraped her teeth over her bottom lip as she considered how fierce he'd be if she waited. If she pleased him by following his command. She felt her cunt contract and pulse at the thought. Will I see you later? She asked, hoping for another instruction to visit his home that night. Sooner or later, Draco said as he pulled her knickers from his pocket and put them into a drawer of his desk. Go back to your office, Miss Granger. Before the door closed, she heard him call to her. You've done well. Hermione shivered at the praise and hurried back to her office, praying time would fly past. She couldn't write a memo or file a folder without thinking of Draco's hands on her body, of his grey eyes hooded as he stared at her, 
of his cock sliding against the wet folds of her cunt. By the end of the day, she'd had to cast a drying charm on her skirt a dozen times, and she knew she wouldn't be able to sit through her meeting without squirming every few minutes as her mind threw another image of Draco at her. She decided to make her excuses and escape to her flat until Draco contacted her again. At least there, no one would be able to hear her moan each time she moved, and her nipples rubbed against her bra. She paced in front of the lift doors. The outdated lifts moved slowly, and in her state of mind, she wanted to scream at them. She thumped her head on the doors, listening to the mechanism creak in the shaft. Air eddied beside her as someone came close, and she tipped her head. Draco smiled at her. Hermione straightened up so quickly she heard her spine pop, and she knew her face was bright red. Going home? Draco asked, his deep voice sending her heart pounding. I was planning on it, she whispered, unwilling to speak louder in case the way he looked at her made her groan. I can't stay here any longer, not after what happened earlier. Or didn't happen, as it is, she said to herself. Draco's smile deepened, and the lift door chimed as if the curl of his lips had summoned it. He followed her in, and the second the door shut, he pushed her against the back wall. Hermione yelped when he jerked her skirt up, and moaned when he pushed his hand between her thighs. She thumped her forehead on the wall. Draco, not here, she muttered, but she heard the longing in her voice. She craved his touch, had been unable to stop thinking about it. And if he wanted to grope her in the lift, he was welcome to it. She pressed her hips back, rubbing her ass against him, and widened her stance. Draco settled his free hand over her breasts and nipped at the curve of her ear. You're still wet, he said, deep satisfaction filling his voice. He dipped two fingers into her cunt and slicked them up, then circled her clit. Hermione trembled, both hands slapping against the wall of the lift. Each stroke of Draco's fingers pulled a soft grunt from her. He kissed the side of her neck, licked her skin, and raised his head to growl in her ear. He pinched her nipples through her shirt as he rubbed her clit hard. Hermione's legs shook. Her nails scraped the wall. Draco, please! He laughed and bit her ear. Miss Granger, he murmured. You've been very good. Time for your reward. He flicked her clit and gave an order. Come. Hermione screamed, her head flung back against his shoulder, her fingers clawing at the wall. Her entire body shook as orgasm ripped through her, as Draco's command sent her flying apart. Stars exploded in brilliant sparks behind her closed eyes, and fire ran through her veins. Her knees gave way as her body went limp, and only Draco's arm held her up. He groaned against her ear when she relaxed. Very good, Miss Granger. He tugged her skirt down as the lift chimed, and he left her leaning against the wall, panting for breath. My place, he said. Nine. The doors opened, and he strode out. Hermione knocked on Draco's door ten minutes before nine. Valley let her in and pointed to the stairs. Master Draco is waiting, the house elf said with a sniff, as if Hermione were late rather than early. Hermione thanked her and waited for her to disappear into the rear of the house before rushing up the stairs. It wasn't until she reached the top that she realized Veli hadn't said where Draco was waiting. Then she stopped, confronted by half a dozen doors. She shifted from foot to foot as she stared along the corridor. After a minute, she closed her eyes and called out, Draco! A door creaked. Hermione's eyes snapped open. She groaned. Draco stood in the middle of the hall, a pair of loose pajama bottoms hanging low on his hips. A narrow triangle of golden hair dusted his stomach and dipped beneath the waistband. 
and she couldn't take her eyes off of it. Her mouth watered, and she bit the inside of her cheek to stop a whimper. Draco held one hand up as she took a step forward. No, he said. No further as long as you're clothed. Strip. Now. Hermione didn't hesitate. She clawed at her clothing, yanking it all off, kicked her shoes against the wall. She stood stark naked in the hall, breasts heaving as she gulped for air after the sudden exertion. Draco watched her in silence, then crooked one finger at her. Hermione ran to him. Draco tweaked her nipples and smiled. I like your enthusiasm, he said, then swatted her ass. He grabbed her wrist and hauled her into the bedroom. She only had time enough to notice the feel of a thick carpet beneath her feet and the crackle of a roaring fire in the hearth before Draco shoved her face down over the foot of the bed. He kicked her feet apart and muttered a word she didn't catch. In an instant, her ankles felt heavy, and she realized he'd bound her legs to the bed. He spoke again, and thick cords wrapped around her wrists. The cords attached to the intricate iron headboard, leaving her arms just on the edge of strain. She was stripping before the knots finished tying themselves. Shoved into position, arranged for his pleasure, put there as he liked, it thrilled her to think he had her placed for his use. Something thin and flexible brushed the backs of her thighs, and she shuddered in anticipation. You're going to be in this position for some time, Draco said in rumbling tones. So tell me if you're uncomfortable. Once I get started, I'm not stopping until I'm jolly well ready, and I don't want to hear you calling your safe word unless you absolutely have to. Tell me if you need an adjustment. Hermione tested her bonds. She wriggled her hips and turned her head side to side. There was enough space between her arms for her to breathe easily, but the height of the bed pressed the edge of it into her hips, and she knew she'd cramp soon. She let Draco know that she needed to move, and he fixed her position. Thank you, she said, laying her head on the soft duvet. Will you please pull my hair back? He laughed and sat on the edge of the bed, gathering her hair back between her shoulders. With a few quick movements, he made a loose braid and put a sticking charm on the end. He stroked her shoulder blades and the length of her spine, trailing his fingers into the cleft of her ass. Hermione trembled, wrapping her hands around the cords to tug at her bonds. Draco brushed her ribs with the backs of his fingers. You took your spanking rather well that first night, he said as he patted her. Hermione wanted to stretch and arch beneath his touch, but she was held too firmly. She smiled as she twisted her head and looked at him through her lashes. Yes, she said in a dreamy voice. Enjoyed it. My ass was sore the whole next day. Hurt to sit down. Are you going to give me another? Draco shook his head. No such thing. I'm going to make you sore tonight, but no belt. He reached to the end of the bed and dragged something up it. Hermione shuddered, whimpering as she felt a long, thin shaft rest on the small of her back. Draco moved his arms and a wide piece of leather brushed her ass. This is a very well-made crop, Miss Granger. Draco said, tapping the leather end on her buttocks and the swell of her hips. It leaves quite a sting behind, and because the striking surface is so small, the pain is concentrated. I intend to use it on you until your arse is as red as your house colours. Your arse, your thighs, whatever I choose, really. She shuddered at the promise in his voice and tightened her fingers around the thick cords. Anywhere, anywhere you'd like. Her voice thickened with anticipation as she offered herself to him again. I'm yours, Draco. Take me as you please. Draco leaned down and kissed her temple. That's what I like to hear, he murmured. That, 
and the scream you give when you come. I expect to hear that several times tonight, Miss Granger. He slipped off the bed and walked out of her sight. Hermione took a deep breath, the muscles in her ass and thighs tensing as she waited for Draco to start. He dragged the leather tip of the crop up her leg and prodded at her cunt. Hermione bit her lip as her body responded, as a soft throbbing started deep inside her. Draco made a pleased sound, and the next noise Hermione heard was the whistle of the crop as he swung. The leather pad slapped her hard on her ass, and she shrieked. It stung so much more than his belt had. All the force focused in a small square instead of a wide strip across her bum. It sent pain up her spine to ground at the base of her neck. Just as the sting started to fade, he swung again, and Hermione howled. Draco worked her over, covering her ass in the tops of her thighs. Hermione writhed in her bonds, instinct driving her to pull away from the pain, but they held fast, and Draco continued. She dropped her head to the duvet and sobbed with each strike, tears sticking to her lashes and dripping off the tip of her nose. Hermione wept as Draco's blows fell. He changed angles, striking the soft flesh of her inner thighs. The pain of her beating transmuted into pleasure, and she felt her cunt throbbing with each blow. She closed her eyes and burrowed her forehead into the duvet, crying aloud with Draco's strikes. She clung to the cords that bound her to the headboard. It creaked as she tugged in rhythm to each sting of leather on flesh. So close. She was so close. Lights sparked behind her lids. Blood screamed in her ears. She strained for it, tears pouring from her eyes, juices dripping from her cunt. Draco, she said, his name a groan between sobs. Draco, please, more, harder. He laughed, a dark, possessive sound. With a grunt, he swung again. The leather tip of the crop slapped hard between her thighs, slammed onto her swollen clit. Hermione came. She convulsed in orgasm, screaming Draco's name. She trembled and quaked, every muscle tensing. Before her body could even begin to relax, she felt the bonds on her ankles release. Draco grabbed her legs and shoved her fully onto the bed. She quivered, gasping for breath, as he pushed her onto her knees. Her ass rose high and she felt Draco's fingers in the cleft between her cheeks. His hand was cold and slick, and he drove two fingers into the tight ring of her anus. Hermione yelped and pushed back, still weeping. Pain and pleasure were one, and she pleaded with him in a broken, shuddering voice. She begged him to take her, to claim her, to fuck her. Draco's dark laugh filled her ears again, and the mattress dipped as he climbed up behind her. This makes two, he said, voice rough. The head of his cock prodded between her buttocks, then pushed into her ass, passage eased with the lube he'd applied. Hermione keened as he sank into her. He didn't hesitate, but drove in full until she felt his bollocks sway against her cunt. She bucked and ground her hips, every movement singing with pain from the beating he'd given her so thoroughly. She couldn't think, almost couldn't breathe. There was nothing in her except sensation. Her entire being had compressed to the feel of Draco's cock in her ass, and the wet sounds of his thrusts and his bollocks slapping against her. She gripped her bonds and groaned. Even words stripped from her. Draco picked up speed, his fingers clenched on her hips. He yanked her onto his cock until her arms strained. She tossed her head back and shrieked, clamping her tight muscles around him. Draco swore and dug his fingers into her hips with a force that left pain stronger than the crop had given her. He fucked her until the bed vibrated, until the iron headboard slammed against the wall with metallic shrieks. 
Draco let go of one hip and wrapped his fingers around her braid. He hauled her back and thrust in, and Hermione came again. She screamed until her throat ached, writhing desperately as Draco slammed into her. He gave a shout, and she felt his cock spasm. She pushed back, the welts on her ass burning as she ground against his hips, and squeezed around his cock to pull every drop from him. When he slipped free of her, she felt his warm cum dripping from her ass down to mingle with her own wetness on her thighs. The bonds on her wrists disappeared when he grunted the countercharm, and Hermione collapsed as tension no longer held her up. She curled on her side, one hand on her ass. Every inch of her skin felt hot, and she knew it was bright flame red. Thank you, she whispered, sniffling back further tears. She felt drained, weak, used up. She felt glorious. You're welcome, Draco murmured behind her. He leaned over her and gripped her chin, tipping her face to his. He kissed her, tongue sweeping over hers, and purred softly. Rest, Miss Granger. You've done very well tonight. Even in her exhausted state, she smiled. His quiet praise made her heart flutter, and she stretched to kiss the tip of his nose. No one had ever made her feel like this. She'd been taken and claimed and felt treasured for it. She closed her eyes and drifted, listening to Draco as he moved around the room. Before she floated into sleep, she felt a soft flannel on her thighs. You're mine, she heard Draco murmur as he cleaned her skin of their combined fluids. All mine. Hermione stopped by the tea cart on her way to her office and purchased a fairy cake. She nibbled at the sweet pastry as she walked, then a deep voice sounded behind her. Good afternoon, Miss Granger, came Draco's low drawl. Hermione startled and crushed the cake to bits. Um, Dre, Mr. Malfoy. She dusted the crumbs from her fingers, her throat tight. Good afternoon. Draco fell in step beside her, nodding to colleagues. He lowered his voice to a rumble, and Hermione fought not to shudder in delight at the sound. You look rather fetching in your jewelry. She squeaked and stumbled, colliding with Draco's arm. He caught her and held her steady. She knew his wide grin was for her blush, and that blush deepened as she stammered. M my jewelry? She asked as the junior clerk scurried past them. They stopped outside her office, but Hermione couldn't force herself to go inside just yet. Your earrings, Draco said, brushing one finger along the curve of her ear to toy with the gold loop. What else could I possibly mean? He chuckled and winked at her, but then reached past her to open her office door. Hermione stood trembling for a moment. She made a decision, grabbed Draco's tie, and pulled him in with her. He laughed softly, and sealed the door shut with a charm. Hermione scraped her teeth over her lip and watched him stalk across her office. He backed her against her desk and stared into her eyes. What else could I possibly mean? He asked again, one hand pressed between her breasts. Hermione swallowed, unable to move. His eyes held her trapped with anticipation. The other jewelry, she whispered. The note and package had been on her desk that morning. Something to reward a witch who has given such pleasing service. Draco bent to kiss her, his tongue slipping into her mouth. His hands roamed her body, outlining her curves. Hermione groaned when his fingers traced the sides of her breasts. Show me, he said, tipping his head to kiss the hollow beneath her ear. Show me your jewelry, Miss Granger. Hermione shuddered, her mouth going dry. Draco's tone held a firm expectation that she would obey him. 
And she did. She leaned back and lifted the hem of her ribbed jumper to ride on the tops of her bare breasts. Draco's eyes flashed dark as he looked at her. A two-headed snake made of silver hung from her breasts. One had emerald eyes, the other ruby. Both had fangs of gold. Those fangs pinched around her nipples, held them hard and prominent. Draco growled in satisfaction and trailed one finger down the length of the snake's body until it disappeared beneath her waistband. Hermione knew what he couldn't see. Beneath her skirt, the snake's tail thickened into a stiff column that fit snugly into her cunt. The instructions accompanying the jeweled snake had given her the charms to hold the tail and fangs in place. The soft, lightweight shirt she'd put on that morning had showed the snake too obviously, and she'd transfigured it into a jumper. She spent all day in a low-level arousal, excitement spiking through her each time her jumper brushed her nipples. Now, Draco watched her with hunger in his eyes, and she felt her body thrumming with want. She could see how much she'd pleased him, decorated like this at his will. He took one of her hands and pressed it to his groin, where his cock felt hot and solid as the snake's tail inside her. No woman has ever done this to me, he whispered, pressing her hand down before releasing her to run his fingers through her hair. No one has ever come close. Everything I want, you give it to me. Everything I demand, you surrender. You should be proud of yourself, Miss Granger. I think you've bewitched me. She blushed. She did feel proud. She took what he gave her. Freely gave what he wanted to take. I'm glad you're pleased, she said, moving her fingers on his erection. She drew down his zip, eyes locked on his for any hint of disapproval. What she saw was the complete opposite. Draco nodded once, his thumb brushing her lower lip. She drew his cock out and wrapped her fingers around it. She rubbed her thumb over the head, spreading thin beads of sticky fluid over his skin. I like pleasing you, she continued, as she gently stroked his cock. There's something powerful about it. Is that odd? Draco grunted when she twisted her fingers around the base of his shaft. Not odd in the slightest. Congrats. He broke off with a hiss, watching her. She slicked her fingers with his precum and rubbed it on her nipples between the snake's fangs. Congratulations, he groaned. I wondered when you'd catch it, Hermione. Her hand stilled, and she looked up at his darkened eyes. My name, she said in a wondering voice. You've not used my name before. He tipped her chin up with one hand and pressed the other against her skirt, molding it to her body. I was waiting for you to figure it out, to put us on equal footing. Surrendering to me makes you strong, Hermione. No matter what I demand from you, take from you, you hold just as much power over me. He kissed her deep and rocked his hips. His cock slid through her fingers. His fingers rubbed her cunt through her skirt. You're mine, he whispered against her ear. And I'm yours. Hermione couldn't even hope to stop the moan she'd made at Draco's confession. She tightened her fingers around his cock and pulled at her skirt with her free hand, encouraging him to slip beneath it. He matched her moan, and his fingers slid between her labia to move the silver snake aside and fondle her clit. He rubbed it in small circles, then pressed on the snake's tail, moving it in her cunt. He bit the side of her neck, sinking his teeth into her flesh until she writhed, and pulled back an inch to mutter a cantrip. Oh, Silos. 
Hermione's head dropped back, and she cut off a shriek as the tail vibrated, filling her with quivers when the tip brushed over the most sensitive spot inside her. Only the desk behind her kept her upright. She leaned back over it as Draco kissed her, as their hands moved in concert. He leaned with her, freehand slamming onto the desk. She pumped his cock in her fist and rocked her hips against his fingers. The snake fangs scraped her nipples, pulling them to top peaks. Hermione whimpered, fighting the need to scream. Don't hold back, Draco muttered. Come for me. He caught her mouth again and trapped her soft keens in their kiss. He flicked his thumb over her clit and sent the snake's tail vibrating again. Hermione shrieked against his lips as her body obeyed Draco's command. Draco groaned. He snapped his hips, thrusting into her fingers. Almost. Almost. God, Hermione. His head fell to her shoulder, and she looked down to watch as he came in thick pulses, bursts of white ejaculate coating her hand. He trembled against her again, and she wrapped her free hand around his waist. Hermione! Laura Madley's cheery call rang over the crowd of workers queuing up in front of the ministry flues. Hermione looked around, her hand going to her neck and falling away just as quickly. Draco had forbidden her to cover his bite mark with magic, and she'd already earned a handful of strange looks. She thought she'd feel embarrassed by it, but instead she felt a deep satisfaction. She'd driven him to leave his mark on her, and she was proud of it. She'd given herself to him, and he'd claimed her. Laura came up to her, and her eyes went straight to the reddened mark. Well now, I was going to ask if you wanted to drop round the pub with me after work, but I think you might be busy. Hopefully with the fellow that gave you that, which I know for a fact you didn't have this morning. She smiled wide and waggled her brows. Hermione looked across the large room, her eyes automatically seeking a bright head of hair. Yes, she said, smiling when she saw him strolling towards the queue, hands in his pocket and head high. I have plans. Laura twisted around, obviously trying to see who she was looking at. Hermione looked away and shuffled forward when the queue moved. Laura caught her up. Good for you, she said. I'm glad. You look happy. When do I get to meet him? Meet who? Hermione shivered at Draco's drawing question. A friend, Mr. Malfoy, she said with a huff and a raise of her chin. Do you need me to define the term for you? I understand you have little experience with friends. Draco chuckled, flicking a glance at Laura. Hermione felt a deep sense of gratitude when he returned her banter cheerily. Anything more than office-appropriate chatter was something Laura would notice and question. Hermione had no time for it, not when her breasts ached for Draco's tongue. She met his eyes as he spoke. Rather little, yes, he drawled. I prefer lackeys and minions. Everyone knows I do enjoy a good sense of control. Command and that rot. He inclined his head to Laura, then to Hermione. Miss Madley, Miss Granger, have a good weekend. He turned away, then looked over his shoulder. His eyes locked on Hermione's, and he smiled deeply. Oh, Sillows. Hermione sat back between Draco's spread knees, wincing as her bare heel dug into the fresh welt on her ass, and licked a drop of cum from her lower lip. Could have killed you, she said, feeling free to speak while Draco was panting and relaxed from the second time she'd sucked him off that evening. She twisted her hands in the ropes that held them bound behind her back. That thing vibrated the entire way home. I had three orgasms before I even made it to my front door. Draco laughed and patted her hair. Served you right, 
mocking me in front of your friend. His hand stilled, then locked in her curls. He pulled her head back. Ashamed of me, are you? She didn't have to think about her answer. No, just not wanting to waste any time explaining this to her. Every minute I took talking to her was one that I couldn't spend with you. She smiled at him, admiring the view. Pale blonde fringe dropping into gray eyes dark with desire. Strong and lean torso. Long cock slowly softening against a thigh dusted with fine golden hairs. Ashamed was the last thing she could think of when it came to him. Ashamed, never. Aroused, excited, and astounded that she belonged to him so thoroughly? Yes. She purred and twisted her head to nuzzle his wrist, reveling in the slight pain as her hair pulled in his grasp, then told him her thoughts. Draco's cock jumped, and he tightened his grip in her hair. Well, now I'm even more pleased with you. On your feet. He released her, and she struggled to her feet, the process far more difficult with her hands bound. She whimpered as she stood. The rope Draco had tied around her wrists also wrapped her body in an intricate design. A thin one led between her thighs, a small knot pressed directly on her clit. Every time she moved, it brought her closer to orgasm, and she fought not to come. She hadn't been given permission. Draco stood to haul up his pajama bottoms and tuck his cock under the waistband. He tightened the drawstring to keep the material from slipping off his hips. She watched curiously as he sat again. She'd expected he'd take her upstairs to the bedroom, but had no problems continuing in the study. The chaise Draco lounged on was comfortable and plenty wide enough for both of them. He gestured for her to spin around, hooked two fingers in the ropes that ran between her shoulders, and pulled her into his lap. He released the ropes that bound her arms and rubbed her wrists between both hands. You never did tell me what you do when you wank, he said in musing tones. I find I'm terribly interested to know. He pulled her knees wide and settled her legs on either side of his. One hand slipped up to tug at her nipples, the other slipped down to brush the folds of her cunt. Hermione yelped and twitched when the movement pushed the knot against her clit. Tell me, Hermione, he said, biting at her shoulder. Show me. You can't... Uh. She tensed as he dug his teeth into the side of her neck, leaving a mark on the opposite side from his first. Can't see from that position. Good point. Draco picked his wand up from the table beside the chaise and flicked it. Hermione laughed and rubbed her ass against Draco's groin when he conjured a mirror. It positioned itself directly in front of them, and she watched as he set his wand aside and put his chin on her shoulder. There we are, he said, tweaking her nipples. I can see. Now. He slapped her thigh, hard enough to make the sound echo in the room and settled his hands on her hips. Show me. Hermione met his eyes in the mirror and smiled. She was bound, commanded, and desperate to come but judging by the slight twitches of Draco's cock under her ass, she was in control at the moment. She dragged her hands up her torso, plucking at the ropes that surrounded her body. She cupped her breasts and then held them up, offering them to the mirror view. Draco kissed the hollow below her ear and purred with approval as she rolled her nipples with her thumbs. She pinched and tugged them, pulled them into peaks, licked her fingers and rubbed the moisture into them until they glistened. Draco's cock thickened under her as she caressed her breasts and stomach. Her fingers drifted down her hips, brushing over his hands, and then she slipped one between her thighs and cupped her mound. The other slid lower to flutter against Draco's bollocks through his pajamas. He growled against her ear, but didn't tell her to stop. She smirked at his reflection, 
His eyes were beautiful from this angle, storm gray with lust. She shifted the rope that lay in her folds and pushed the tip of one finger into her cunt. She pulled it out, wet and hot, and stuck it into her mouth to lick the juices from her skin. Immediately, she repeated the motion, then slipped her finger into Draco's mouth. He sucked it clean, tongue flicking over her nail and around her knuckle. Hermione whimpered. If it felt half that good for him when she sucked his cock, she was surprised he could stay conscious. She had to force herself to concentrate and pull her hand from his mouth. She leaned back, head on his shoulder, and held her legs as wide as she could. She slipped her finger into her cunt again, then added a second, and pushed them both deep, until her palm pressed the knotted rope against her clit. Hermione groaned and pressed harder, rocking the knot to send shivers of excitement up her spine. Draco nipped at the curve of her ear. Don't stop, he murmured. Don't stop. Show me, Hermione. That order thrilled her. She pumped her fingers in her wet cunt, twisting to reach the spongy area inside that made her keen with pleasure. She fucked herself on her fingers, rubbed her clit, felt her cunt pulsing. Draco's hands slid up to cover her breasts. His cock stiffened under her. Hermione moved faster, straining for orgasm. So close. Close. Nearly there. Stop. Hermione shrieked in protest when Draco pulled her hands away from her body. She'd been seconds away. Had only needed a few more strokes. And he'd ordered her to stop. Her eyes watered with frustration as her body trembled on the verge of coming. He wrapped his arms around her waist and kissed her neck, murmuring to her as she quivered. She closed her eyes and focused on his scent. On the feel of him beneath and behind her. She took deep breaths. Her concentration narrowed to keeping control over her body. He told her to stop. He wanted her to wait. She could. She would. She exhaled with a quiet sob and tipped her head back onto Draco's shoulder. Very good, he said, his hands spreading across her stomach. You're doing so well, Hermione. So patient. I'm proud of you. The pleasure in his voice sent warmth through her, and her tense muscles eased. He helped her off his lap guided her to stand in front of him with her arms extended to her sides. The movement forced the ropes to grip her body, forced the small knot to rub against her clit, and tears dripped down her cheeks as she struggled not to let it affect her. Draco watched her, his hand rubbing slowly at his tented pajamas. Do you have any idea how beautiful you are when you're trying so hard to please me? He stood and cupped her cheeks in both hands, then tipped her head up for a kiss. Hermione shivered through it, keening when he scraped his teeth over her lip. Draco rested his forehead against hers and looked into her eyes. Hermione. Beautiful. Precious. He released her and took a step back, leaving her without any contact from his mouth or hands. So patient, he said again, smiling. He went silent for several heartbeats. Then his smile deepened until creases formed beside his mouth. He nodded at her. Come. She obeyed. The look in his eyes, the command in his voice, the need in her body. She shuddered, and the knotted rope slid across her clit. Hermione came. Every inch of her skin felt as if Draco was touching her, licking her, claiming her. She came for him, his name emerging in a high, elongated wail. Her knees buckled, and Draco leapt forward, sweeping her up in his arms. Hermione shrieked as the ropes abraded her body. Please, she said, sobbing for breath. She flung her arms round his neck and rocked her head against his shoulders, 
Please, Draco, no more. It's too much. Draco crooned to her as he carried her out of the study and up the stairs. Each step jarred her despite Draco's gentle hold, and she whimpered when the knotted rope rubbed her clit. Draco kissed her temple. Shh, Hermione. You're doing so well. You're so beautiful like this. I think you can take more. I want you to take more. For me, precious. He stopped at the top of the stairs and put her down, holding her waist when her legs trembled. Draco, she murmured. She clung to his shoulders and looked at him. His eyes were dark, dark for her, and she wanted to please him. She bit her lip and laid her head on his chest to listen to the rapid thread of his heart. Yes, for you. He groaned softly and slid his hands up between their bodies. His fingers found her nipples, and he pinched the hard peaks. Hermione squeezed her eyes shut and cried out as his grip tightened. He pinched and pinched and pinched, and Hermione danced in place. Her head fell back, and her spine bowed. Draco held firm. Hermione gripped his arms, nails digging into his biceps. She arched into the pain, and the knot rolled on her clit. Her mind filled with agony, with nothing but the two searing points of pain in her breasts, and Draco pinched harder. He thrust his hips forward and ground against her mound. Hermione wept, her safe word on the tip of her tongue. The ropes shifted, the knot rubbed. Hermione screeched, spasmed, and came. Her cunt throbbed and flooded, soaking her thighs. Draco gave a triumphant shout and caught her to his chest. He kissed her over and over until her racking cries eased and she collapsed against him. Beautiful, he whispered into her hair. Beautiful, Hermione. I'm so proud of you. She opened her eyes and smiled at him, lips quivering with the effort. Hearing him praise her made the pain ease. She sniffed back tears, content that she'd pleased him again. Rest, she asked in a weak voice. He kissed the tip of her nose and shook his head. More. His hand slid up her back and kneaded the length of her spine around the web of ropes. His touch calmed her nerves, lessened her tears. Hermione leaned on him. His cock was hard against her stomach. His eyes were nearly black with want. He wanted her. She felt strength flow into her limbs, warming her blood. He wanted her. She raised her head and kissed the point of his jaw. More, she whispered. For you, Draco. But please, please, the rope. My, 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 I can't. She couldn't find the words to explain, but she knew that one more rub on her aching clit would force her safe word out. She didn't want to say it, and she looked up at him with pleading in her eyes. He kissed her again, his lips soft on hers. All right, he said, voice low. Since you've been so good, so patient for me. His fingers twisted at the small of her back, and the rope between her thighs fell away. Hermione sobbed in relief as he tied it to the loops around her waist. Draco kissed the tears from her cheeks and led her down the corridor. She focused on her steps and clung to his hand. It wasn't until he'd led her across a room and guided her to a tall, cloud-soft bed that she could think. She sat on the edge of the mattress, legs spread wide to keep the pressure off her clit, and looked at the room. It was different from the one she'd slept in the night Draco took the crop to her. The walls were a deep green, while the furnishings were polished mahogany, and the four-poster bed held a heavy velvet canopy and curtains tied back with braided silver cords. 
Hermione made a sound, unable to form words yet, but Draco seemed to understand it was a question. My room, he said as he brought a warmed flannel over and wiped the tears and sweat from her face. That was a guest room. This is my room. Hermione scraped her lower lip with her teeth, stifling a yelp when she hit a swollen spot. She felt her heart racing. His room. His private space. His retreat. He'd possessed her. He'd fucked her. He'd made her scream and cry and come. But this... This was intimate. She looked up at Draco and felt him brush another tear off her cheek with the side of his thumb. Thank you, she whispered. Draco smiled and kissed her forehead. Only my favorite treasures ever enter this room, he said, his lips moving against her brow. Again, you should be very proud of yourself. You're precious, Hermione. You're mine, my treasure, my favorite. Hermione's heart pounded. She slipped one hand around his nape and pulled him lower. She kissed the corner of his mouth and drew the point of her tongue along his lower lip. More, she said with an affectionate purr. Draco smiled and straightened up to strip off his pajamas. He brushed the arch of her cheek with one finger, then gestured for her to move into the middle of the bed. He straddled her hips and pulled her hands up to the elaborately carved headboard. She hummed with contentment as he fastened her wrists in place. Draco went to all fours over her and kissed a line between her breasts, following the ropes. He circled her breasts, licked her areolas, but passed by her nipples. As pleased as she was that he'd taken some care to avoid them since they still ached from his pinching torment, she couldn't help the disappointed whinge when he moved lower without touching them at all. He laughed and kept going, his fringe tickling her stomach. He kissed her hips and the tops of her thighs, then pushed her legs wide and settled between them. Hermione dug her heels into the bed and lifted her hips in offering. Draco kissed the soft flesh of her inner thighs. He raised his head and spoke firmly to her. Deep breath, Hermione. Then he bit her. Hermione hissed as Draco sank his teeth into her thigh. He hung on, worrying into her leg, until her voice broke in a shriek. He released her with a popping sound and immediately bit the opposite side. Hermione bucked and screeched. Draco swore when she kicked him in her writhing, and he snapped his arms up to pin her knees to the bed. He surged forward and fastened his lips around her clit, sucking on it hard. Her vision went white as she came. Hermione shrieked in exultation, screamed until her throat felt raw. Draco's weight on her legs held her lower half down, but her torso arched until only the crown of her head touched the mattress. The ropes around her torso dug into her chest and ribs. Draco's lips and tongue kept moving, and her orgasm burned through her, flaming hotter with each lick. She gave a last, desperate shriek of his name before everything went dark. Hermione stretched and yawned. Her eyes fluttered open when she realized she'd moved her arms. She wasn't bound to the headboard anymore. She looked down the length of her body, blinking as she noticed that all the ropes were gone. There was a warm weight against her back, and she twisted to look over her shoulder. Draco smiled at her and caressed her jaw. Welcome back, he said leaning in to kiss her cheek. I went somewhere? She turned over and cuddled against his chest. You fainted. He slipped his arm over her waist. He kneaded the base of her neck with the tips of his fingers. Hermione sighed in contentment as he continued. Took the ropes off to let you sleep. You've been out for a couple of hours. 
he smoothed her hair back and tipped his head against hers. You have no idea how pleased I am with you, Hermione. You've taken everything and asked for more. This is amazing. This is... Special, Special, she said with him. Hermione murmured and tossed one leg over his hip. She edged closer, until she could feel his cock against her cunt. It was soft and relaxed, but when she rolled her hips, it twitched. Her lips curled in a dreamy smile. You lied to me, though, she murmured, kissing his neck just below his Adam's apple. You said you'd use me for your own pleasure. He laughed. She felt it rumble through her, warming her body. And you're saying that I haven't managed that? Let me tell you, I am well pleased. Hermione smacked his chest over his heart and left her hand there to feel his pulse. No, I'm saying that. I... I'm confused, she whispered, nuzzling into his throat. You've spent more time doing things to me than you've spent on yourself. Ah. Draco pushed her over onto her back and bent to suck at her neck. His tongue fluttered over her pulse, making her shiver. You're making the assumption that doing all that wasn't pleasing to me. Hermione, you've obeyed every order I've given you. You've begged me to give you more. You've given total control of your body to me, and you've thanked me for it. I've watched you tremble in orgasm a dozen times, and every time you've screamed for me, that is what pleases me. He pushed at her legs, and she spread them, letting him settle between her thighs. Draco kissed her breasts and drew one nipple into his mouth. He sucked on it, rolled it against the roof of his mouth, scraped it with the points of his teeth. Hermione mewled and arched up to him as he moved to the other side. She could feel his cock stiffening against her, and she rocked her hips. She still felt sore from the ordeal he'd put her through, but she wanted more. His attentions to her breasts had her wet, and she wanted him. She ran her fingers through his fringe and pulled him up for a kiss. More, Draco. Give me everything. Draco chuckled. He nipped at her mouth, reached between their bodies, and stroked her clit. Money pressed into his hand, sliding her tongue into his mouth when he slipped two fingers into her cunt. She groped for his cock and stroked it until it was thick and solid in her hand. With a soft groan, he pushed her hand away and tugged her leg up around his back. The blunt head of his cock rubbed on her clit, then slid lower and pushed into her cunt. Hermione gripped the headboard and keened as he sank into her, stretching her to full. Draco balanced his weight on his hands and flexed his spine. He slid out of her to the tip, so slowly that Hermione could feel the ridge that circled his cock rubbing along every inch of her cunt. Draco bent his elbows and touched his forehead to hers. You were right about one thing, he murmured. She slipped her hands around him, feeling the tension in his body as he held his position. What about? I said I wouldn't make love to you. He caught her mouth and kissed her, languid and tender. That was a lie. Hermione moaned. Draco, please. She dug her nails into his shoulders, and Draco hissed. He snagged her hands, one by one, and laced his fingers in hers. He pinned her hands to the bed by her shoulders as he kissed her again. Mine. Draco slid deep into her. He lowered to his elbows and kissed her throat as he set up a slow rhythm. Hermione felt as though she were floating, drifting on an ocean of arousal. Draco took her further out on the waves with each thrust. He nuzzled into the hollow beneath her ear. His voice shuddered when he whispered to her. 
or mine, Hermione. She purred and wrapped her legs around him, the weight of his body on hers, the brush of his lips against her neck, the steady rhythm of his thrusts, pushed her nearer to orgasm. She shut her eyes and tightened around him. Draco groaned as her cunt squeezed his cock, and Hermione felt him shiver. He gripped her hands and drove hard into her. He ground against her clit and bit her ear. Come. Hermione bucked beneath him. The order flared heat through her body and she came at his command. She screamed for him, body singing as every muscle tensed. Draco grunted and picked up speed. As the last spasms ended for her, his began. Draco burrowed into her neck, his thrusts erratic. Hermione clung to his hands and urged him on with demanding whispers. He stiffened and came with a violent jerk. He groaned her name and collapsed on her. Hermione smiled. She tipped her cheek against his sweat-damp hair and loosened one hand from his grasp. She smoothed her fingers beneath his shoulders. Mine. Hermione smiled as she touched the choker Draco fastened around her throat. The velvet band was a deep green and soft as rose petals. The clasp became one solid piece of silver after Draco closed it and whispered a charm. She recognized it as a locking spell. She knew that unless he removed the charm, the choker wouldn't come off. She didn't want it to. It was a symbol of his esteem, of how much he treasured her. A gift, he said, bending to kiss her shoulder. Something for the woman who's given me everything. Something for me to give her. Hermione looked in the mirror and stroked the silver heart that dangled from the center of the band. It held one word engraved into the center. Mine. She turned in his embrace and slipped her arms around his neck. So, you're saying that I have your heart? She asked quietly. Draco nodded and Hermione smiled. Good. I'm well pleased. Draco chuckled. That's my line, Hermione. She shook her head and tugged him down for a long kiss. No, she said, kissing a line down his throat as her hand slid over his bare stomach. Mine. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this reading and would like to stay up to date for other stories from ETL Echo, you can follow us on TikTok, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and YouTube at etl.echo.audiobooks. ETL Echo, echoing tales of enemies to lovers.